Coming up nearly a month after it started, we finally made it to Universal Mardi Gras to eat some food. So we're going to do that on this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig, and holding the camera for me right now is my co-host, Rhino. And as I already said, we finally made it to Universal Mardi Gras after a month because we have just had a lot of stuff going on. I had COVID, vacations, life sometimes gets in the way. We made it here. Uh, at this point in time, I bet we're way too late to give you actual any good recommendations. You've probably already been, but if you haven't, maybe we'll be able to help you a little bit. And uh, before we get to any of the actual food, I do want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content you want to support us, please book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of one of the awesome agents. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free no-obligation quote now. We've all been waiting for so long. Let's finally get to that universal Mardi Gras food. I don't know where we're going first. I don't know where we'll go next. I don't know where we'll end up. But hopefully we'll have some fun on the way. Stop number one on the food parade brought us over to the French Quarter. We stopped at French Quarter number four where we got the fried green tomato po' boy, which is a classic sandwich with flash fried green tomatoes, lettuce, onions, pickles, and Cajun remoulade served with Cajun kettle chips all for $11.99 and then we're able to use our uh, annual pass discount on the food over here and um, if you know me you know that I am a big fan of the Kathy Bates uh, Chris O'Donnell starer fried green tomatoes so I will never pass up a fried green tomato my mother did it to me so Tawanda but I'm going to cut this in half and uh, I'm going to go splitsies here obviously because I'm not trash person so I went, there's, it looks like there's three decently sized fried green tomatoes in here. You can see here, that's the cross section. I'm going to take this one because I was squeezing it so hard, if you don't mind. All right, it looks crispy. I like the remoulade on the top here. This sandwich is giving me lettuce and pickles on a sub roll. Uh, I can't really taste the fried green tomato, which is a shame. The remoulade sauce doesn't really come through very much on it. It's like too bready for what it is. I feel like it, it's not... Uh, it looks so good, and it looked, like, so promising. So I, I can't say that I'm in love with it. I don't hate it. It just feels very plain. But I am going to try a chip. Big old chip here. That is a crunchy potato chip, and I am very happy about that crunchy potato chip. Craig, why don't you give this a try? Despite what Rhino had to say about it, I am still kind of excited because I do see... Is that pickle on there that you didn't really talk about i did say there I, was pickle I okay said i wasn't was listening pickle and lettuce oh pickle and lettuce well i like pickles so i'm hoping that i do enjoy this at least the bun does feel soft and fresh so that's a plus right with a fried green tomato you know you do want you want the tomato to to be fresh and you, you want a little bit of flavor from that but really it's about the breading and that mixture and I feel like this is a decent fried green tomato. I mean, it's almost like, uh, because of the size of them, 
it actually reminds me of like fried pickles plus extra pickles on there. But I know tomatoes are also different than pickles. So don't go with me on there. But I, I do like this. I do agree, though, that they would need probably two to three times the amount of actual fried green tomatoes on here to like really make it a substantial sandwich for like the flavor being fried green tomatoes but thicker tomatoes yeah they, or they need something thicker they just it's lacking in the tomatoes but with the remoulade the actual breading you know it's decent i would probably i would probably try this again i i eh, 11.99 it's a little tough i could use a little bit more chips maybe too with it but i don't know it's the first thing that we're having so i'm not upset but this might quickly go to the bottom of the list at the same time Next stop on the food train, Choo Choo, is Japan. Um, and over here we went with the Nukuman Bun Sampler, which is the bao buns. It's a trio of soft, fluffy steamed buns filled with charsu pork, teriyaki chicken, and sweet coconut matcha custard. We cut them in half, so I know that the white one, I'm going to guess, is the, uh, the sweet coconut matcha custard. Yeah, it's green. But I don't know. I think the black one is the pork. And the other one is the chicken. I'd agree. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I believe the black one is the chicken. But the, the bun is very soft. I love a good bow. I am uh, I am filthy for bow. I love bow. I'll have it anywhere. I think I'm going to stay. Should I go in order? Do you think I should do? I would go to the pork next. Save the matcha for last. Okay, here we go. Pork one. The, okay, wait. I should say before I move on because I do, I do want to say that the teriyaki one has a really nice um, teriyaki flavor to it that I think goes with the bun very well. It does feel like it needs maybe like a little dip. That's all. The char siu pork is pretty good. It has like a little sweetness to it, which is really nice. Um, it reminds me I'm getting um, like pork ribs from your local Chinese food restaurant, which is crazy to say because we're at the Japan booth, but. That's kind of the flavor profile I get from this, so I, I don't mean to be offensive in any way when I say that. I just am not sure how else to describe it. Um, but it's it's pretty good. Of the two, I think so far I'm leaning toward the char siu pork as my favorite over the teriyaki. But finally, we have the interesting one. Not that they aren't all interesting, but I feel like the most interesting, which is the sweet coconut matcha custard. So I feel like this is going to be like a little dessert bao. The sweet coconut matcha custard bao... Actually, it's pretty good. It, it, at first bite, I wasn't sure I liked it because it was coming off like a little warm. Um, and when I think of custard, I think of like cold custard. Does that make sense? Like, um, or like even room temperature custard, which is like, you know, the custard you'd find in a donut. Um, and this is warm. But actually, like the sweetness of this with paired with the bao bun works really well. And so I think my rankings are actually questionable. I don't know. I feel like it's either one or two. This one's my least favorite, so I'll be interested to see what you think, Craig. I'm going to switch up my order from what Rhino did, and uh, I'm going to go with what I think I'll like the least to the one I think I'll like the most. So I'm starting with that matcha coconut, because I don't think I'm going to like this. Not that I don't like matcha and coconut. I love that combination. I'm just not sure I want it as a bun right now. Leave me alone. (laughs) The warmth of it really threw me off. I mean, I should have expected that based on everything that has come previous to now. I like the flavor. I don't know if I love it as a bow. Like, if this was the only thing I ordered, I don't know if I'd be okay with it. But it's okay. It's okay for me right now. 
So next, I'm going to move on to what we believe is the teriyaki chicken. Why not? Why wouldn't we? Let's do it. I would agree with you, Rhino, that I do believe this is teriyaki chicken. And uh, obviously, you know, it's still a little bit sweet instead of just like fully savory. So I'm hoping that the progression that I'm taking on this journey is sweet, semi-sweet, semi-savory to the full-blown savory at the end. This one's not bad. I think I do like it more than the coconut one, but I'm not blown away with this. I, I would be, I'd be okay eating a full one myself, but it's not the greatest. So let's finish this off with the pork. For me, the pork is miles ahead of the other two. There's an inherent saltiness to it that just matches perfectly with the bao bun. It's really, really tasty. Uh, I, I feel like Ultimately, I probably went in the right order here. Sweet, semi-sweet, full-blown savory. But the bun also has that sweetness to it, too. And I will say, I don't know if Rhino agrees with me, all three of the buns were perfect Yeah. Uh, in terms of bao. They were all soft, fluffy. They weren't doughy at all. Like, these were, shockingly, some of the best buns I've had in general. Just the insides didn't always hit the way I wanted to. I'm happy with this. I... I probably recommend it actually how much i probably would this was let me look in my backpack i I do have it here so uh you have it right there these were 1049 plus the annual pass discount not a bad not a bad deal for this actually I'm, i'm i'm pleasantly surprised we are moving on to spain and you can find spain right across from fast and furious supercharge and what caught our eye here at Spain is Spain. Spanish Bocadillo. This is Serrano ham and drunken goat cheese with parsley sauce on a gently pressed baguette. It's $8.49. It does not come with a side. So unlike the, the fried green tomato po' boy that I feel like was the same length and pretty much like the same uh, heft to it, uh, it, it did not come with chips where that one did. And the odd part about it all, too, is like... Now I'm like, okay, they value those chips at like around $3. But also I feel like Serrano ham, if this is decent quality, should be like way, way better of a a sandwich than those little small fried green tomatoes we have. But the thing that caught me off guard was the fact that it's supposed to be a gently pressed baguette. And with the drunken goat cheese, I was expecting the cheese to be a little bit more like soft and melted. Uh, But also goat cheese, you know... I, I don't know this specific drunken goat cheese, so maybe it's not going to do well with that. But while the baguette has been pressed, <laughs> it was pressed a long, long time ago in the day. Tell me about it. Hours and hours ago. So I love ham sandwiches, ham and cheese, Spain. What Spain. could go wrong? Spain. Not doing that. Spain. If we were at Pepe, the quick service connected to Haleo, I feel like the Serrano ham sandwich would be on a very, very thin and long baguette. Unlike this one, this sandwich is pretty good. I mean, it is essentially a spiced up ham and cheese sandwich. The Serrano ham is tasty. You know, it's that it's that saltiness from the ham mixed with the creaminess of that goat cheese on there. And a nice crispy baguette. I do wish this was warm. I really, really like this. This is a, it's a good sandwich. It's a really good sandwich. Probably the best thing we've had so far. 
I don't know how many times Craig said baguette, but I personally feel attacked. For I myself am often a gently pressed baguette. That was what I feel like my mood is lately. But uh, you spoke so highly of it, I'm excited to try this. I'm not sure that I like parsley, so this will be interesting. Can't taste it on it. Ah. The Serrano ham on this is very good. I have never had drunken goat cheese before, I don't believe. Or drunken must be the brand. I've had goat cheese, so I don't know. Did they get the goat drunk? I'm, honestly, I don't know. I'm not even making a joke. Um, I feel like I don't get that parsley sauce really at all in here. Um, I mean, the Serrano ham is very good. The cheese is v- very much there. It's a thick piece of cheese. Um, I feel like you might have over-raved about it because it does still just taste like a ham and cheese. I mean, I'm guilty of uh, buying a baguette at the store from now, from from uh, time to time, because that's who I am lately to make myself feel fancy. So I will say this is a nice piece of bread. A nice piece. This baguette says this is a nice baguette. So I don't disagree with you there. I think a little ground mustard would have been nice. We have moved on to Germany, and that can be found on the bridge between Diagon Alley as well as Springfield. And the reason we stopped here is because we were told that we should try out the schnitzel. Now, I feel like we had this last year, but I felt like it was on a sandwich, if I remember correctly. Like, it was a big piece of schnitzel, like a huge pounded out one, like schnitzel's supposed to be. Anyways, the chicken schnitzel here in Germany is served with Käsespätzle for the piece of chicken itself. This is a fried chicken thigh cutlet. Uh, They do, of course, serve it with a lemon, as they would with a piece of schnitzel. I like pork schnitzel better than a... uh, than a chicken one, but you know what? I'm not going to complain in general, but I do love schnitzel. Jaeger schnitzel is like my favorite German food to eat in general. So here goes nothing. That's a great piece of schnitzel. Uh, For me, they did not pound out the thigh enough. It's still a little too thick. However, it was able to cook all the way through without burning any of the breading. So that's the positive. You add that little splash of lemon on it, just freshens it up, adds a little bit more acidity to it. It's it's uh, it, it's good. Like I said, the only thing I would say is I would like it to be a little bit, a little bit thinner. But yeah, you got to pound that schnitzel just like you, Rhino. The oil is literally almost about to drip out of here. The amount of grease, it's probably going to be good. It's grease lightning. I'm sure we've all had that cheesy dish before, where it feels like there's a layer of butter and oil on top, and you're like, I know this is going to kill me in life. But for right now, I'm happy with it. That's exactly how I feel about this. So uh, it's, it's a nice little meal. I'm going to do it the same way you did it. I'm going to do a little piece of the, I think, of, this, uh, the, of the chicken schnitzel here first and then get into the cheesy business. I'm not as, as an expert as you, but I do see what you're saying. Where like if this was pounded a little thinner, it would, it would like kick it up the next notch. But the, the coating on this is very nice. It's very crispy and crunchy, and I very much enjoy that. So I am going to I'm gonna try this. Oh, what looks like I'm going to regret later. This is essentially a cheese lasagna. It feels like without any sauce in it, and it is shockingly delicious. Uh, I know there's oil in here, like a lot more oil than I would even be comfortable with anything, anything on it. But, oh my gosh, this is actually, this is very, very good. And you said it, with the price at 
This is a steal. I, I pretended like I was going to be able to dip and pull, but it didn't happen. But I am going to eat this other piece. In what will probably be our last stop of the evening, we've made our way to Brazil, which is located just outside of the former Kid Zone area. And uh, I took one look at that menu, and there was linguiça skewers on the menu. And I said, please, can we get this? Because I love linguiça. I'm from Massachusetts. I thought everybody would know and love what linguiça is, which is like a Portuguese sausage. Um, but they, in this menu, call it a gr- grilled Brazilian sausage with pau de queijo, um, which, is the, which is like the cheesy bread. Um, it's going to be two links of those linguiça skewers, and, or those two linguiça sausages, and then um, uh, one I don't know if you say queijo or if I'm saying that correctly, but um, linguiça is very popular in Massachusetts. You can pretty much any pizza place you can go, you can get it on your pizza. Um, and I remember the first time I moved to Florida, I ordered it on a pizza and the people were like, we don't appreciate prank calls here because they thought I was making like the word up. They couldn't understand what I was saying, but I'm a fan. So we'll see if this holds up to uh, to what it's like for me up in New England, up in Mass. Give me the first piece. You take the second you want the first? Yeah. You want me to eat it off the stick? Never. Plump. Usually linguiça is like kind of put on like a hot dog, but who knows? So what I like about linguiça is um, it's the same way like I love a good kielbasa. Like I love a um, when the meat kind of has that wrapping that gives it a little bit of a pop. I know it's gross, especially as somebody here who doesn't even eat meat that often, but... Um, and this does have that pop, and it's very flavorful. It, it's not the same as the Massachusetts linguiça, though. Like, that, that linguiça is... Um, so, if you can see here, this one's a little more pink. The last time I had the linguiça in Massachusetts, because I've got a hookup. They send it down to me all the time. Um, that one's on the more... I don't want to say orangey, but it's not this pink. But this is still very flavorful and very different from um, other meats. So, it's pretty... It's pretty solid, but I feel like, again, I don't know that I saw anything on the counter. This could use, like, a sauce or something. It is a greasy sausage, I will say that. So be prepared for that greasy sausage. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me try. I'm just going to tear this pau de queijo in half. Try, give a little try of that. The cheese bread isn't bad. I just feel like um, it, maybe it's been out for a little bit, so the outer part of it is a little, um, a little like crispier than it should be. Like I don't want to use the word stale because I don't think it's quite stale, but it's not as like soft as I've had it before. But nine ninety nine, I don't know. It's okay. It's no thrills. I'm gonna be honest with you. So I'm kind of like, mm, mm. we'll see. We'll see what Craig has to say about it. I was not really aware of linguiça until Rhino came into my life. And even then, for the first couple of years, had no idea what he was talking about anytime he said anything about it. Uh, then Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened up, and at Ronto Roasters, they have the Ronto wrap and the sausage that's in the middle of that. Uh, he was he pretty much was like, this is basically like linguiça if it's not linguiça. And... So after that, I started looking at grocery stores. Grocery stores? I just, I can't speak anymore. My goodness. I just go downhill when it gets this late at night. But yes, I started looking around at my grocery stores and, of course, found it at Publix. And I started making my own Ronto wraps at home and fell in love with linguiça. And for the record, as he described, like, the color 
of it, uh, the kind I buy is typically on the oranger side of things, not uh, not pink at all. It's it's definitely orange. And also, this feels like each one of these was individually wrapped because the casing, you can see the ends where it was twisted and pulled, unlike the kind that I buy, which is like a big, long piece of kielbasa, and then I always cut it up into smaller sections. So uh, very interesting to see it done like this. This could be the way it's always supposed to be. It's just not the way I've had it. So I do feel like I'm getting to try something a little bit new to me, at least in terms of how it was prepared. We'll say... The steak was recommended to us at Brazil, and we passed it up for linguiça, so hopefully not disappointed. So I, I think Rhino's probably in the same boat with that. It's a little bit underwhelming. I mean, this is still one of the most flavorful sausages I've ever had, so I don't want to undersell it on that. I was hoping for that kick of spiciness, almost like an andouille sausage in a way, and this just... This didn't hit like that, and again, maybe it's just the kind I'm buying, and that's setting me up for failure, and this is more of the normal, uh, but he's absolutely right, too. The casing on this is so crispy, so then when you get to the, the sauce sausage in the middle, it is just very, very pleasant, uh, but yeah, it needs, it needs something to take it to the next level of dip. It's greasy, but that's not enough. Time for the cheese bread. I'm not going to pretend to pronounce it. I could sit here and listen to pronunciations on YouTube and Google for hours. I will always say it wrong. I apologize. I don't mean to. I'm just a terrible person. I do have a little bit of experience with it because I have had it at Epcot. And I know you were skirting around saying stale. I would say this one felt stale. Like, I'm not saying that this was yesterday's, but there's to me, this feels like maybe they made it with the first batch of all of the bread they made uh, for today's batch and it, you know we're in the last hour of the event when we're finally eating it and it just does it does have that stale feeling to it it's not it, it tastes great I, I'll say I, I like it especially as a nice balance to the linguisa but something about it just felt like I'm eating something old rather than something fresh so this is a tough one. I mean, $9.99, it's still reasonably priced under $10, especially with a discount. And you're getting two big pieces of sausage, and there's flavor to it. It's not my number one, for sure. But it's also, I don't think it's at the bottom of my list. And first off, we need to make sure that there's no other places we're going to hit. And then we can start coming up with what our list is in terms of what we've had today. So... I think we'll move on. We'll check out the last boost that we haven't looked at yet. And we'll make our final decisions and we'll fill you in on it. We are done for the evening. And, uh, you know, thinking back on it now, uh, I don't think I had anything that was like straight up bad or anything like that. I think pretty much everything we had was pretty decent. Um, I, the standouts for me, I think, are still the chicken schnitzel and... Uh, because what did, what did we have? We had the, uh, we had the po' boy, um, the fried green tomato po' boy. And then after that, we had the bao. And then we had the Serrano, the Serrano ham and the schnitzel. And then followed that up with the kielbasa. Yeah, I think the schnitzel for me was kind of the standout. Because that, I believe, we'd have to double check. But I think it was only $9.99. So I, not only do I think it was, like, priced good, I think the food was really good. And... Honestly, I know we had a couple items before we got to that one. It was a pretty decent portion size with what it was. I think it'd fill you up. So 
that would be my recommendation. I would go for that, and then I think my number two would be the bow buns. I also enjoyed those. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, I didn't, I didn't actively dislike anything. I think we gave our opinions pretty uh, thoroughly in the video, but you know how sometimes you sit and you're, you ruminate with it a little bit. I don't know if that's the right word. Maybe it is, but, um, but yeah, I'm sticking with the schnitzel. 100% the chicken schnitzel was the best thing that we had at Universal Mardi Gras so far. You know, we might come back here, but I feel like in terms of the food this year, you know, as we made our way around, I kept looking at everything and I'm like, you know, we've had a lot of the New Orleans classics before. We had like the ube and the bubble cone last year. And it just feels like it, this year for me felt like the first time where I was looking at a lot of these menus and I'm like, we've had either this thing or a variation on it, which the hilarious part is I still haven't looked it up, but I am pretty sure it was the schnitzel last year that we had. So if our favorite thing this year was something that we already had before, you know, that's that's fun and ironic. But yeah, it was hard making decisions. Like maybe I would go after the other thing that was in Japan with the uh, I don't even remember what it was now. It we was, talked uh, about it, it like in the a, show a before. I probably would have went for the Canadian poutine that had the brisket on it. So there's like one or two things I'd get, maybe even some desserts. So I'm not saying we won't be back to eat more and, you know, just have fun with it. But ultimately, uh, I feel like I feel like I had a lot of what I wanted. Uh, for me, since I've said the chicken schnitzel was the best, I'll actually say in hindsight... That fried green tomato po' boy was at the bottom for me, and ultimately there really wasn't enough flavor on that. So I'm going to go ahead and say now, after having the things we had, I would probably never get that again, and I would skip it. Uh, my wife might want it because she loves fried green tomatoes, so maybe I would get it for her, but it wouldn't be something that I actively chose to eat again. I would probably put the bow right above that because I wasn't as blown away with it as Rhino was. Then I'd have the linguisa in the middle. And then right below that, I would put the Serrano ham. Right above that, I'd put the Serrano ham and then the schnitzel. So, yeah, counting backwards like you need me to say it again. Schnitzel one, ham two, linguisa three, bow four, po' boy five. And with that... I'm going to have to leave because I can't do any more counting. I've, I've counted myself out here. Uh, so I know this was very late, and I do apologize for that. We would have loved to have been here opening weekend, and we would have loved to have been here basically every week after that. This is the first time we were able to get out here with everything going on in our lives. So, yeah, it's not as relevant as I'd like it to be, but maybe you had a little fun with us here. Maybe you enjoyed the uh, atmosphere in the background just fireworks going off over Hogwarts right now. Uh, you know, maybe you're coming later on because this does run all the way through mid-April. So you have plenty of time to make it out here still and try everything at Universal Mardi Gras. But thanks for coming with us, at least for our first time here trying everything. And also, if you like uh, kind of maltier beers that have cinnamon in it, maybe think about trying the, uh, the Crooked Can beer or don't. Just think about it, though. That's all I'm going to say. Anywho, that's it. 
I'm done talking now. So thank you very much for taking the time to watch or listen. If you were watching this on YouTube, if you liked it, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave comments, questions, video suggestions in the comment section. If you're listening to this, hey, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to leave us a rating and review when you can, that would also be awesome. And if you want to support us more, you can always book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no-obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. But that's it for myself and Rhino here at Universal Studios Florida for Universal Mardi Gras. We'll see you again real soon with more Universal fun. Take care. Bye-bye. Remember, we still have not changed the name.